Again, I'm going to come back to priming because when you put yourself into a state of prime, focused intention, clarity of behaviors that you are rehearsing and getting ready for the day, you find less time or need to be escaping. You never know what life has in store for you. You never know where you could end up or what you could become. But if you are so tightly tied to the path that you are on, then you might miss the big detours or the, the new opportunities that come your way that might accelerate your career or that might put you in a completely different space than before. Hello, 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 and welcome to the Expansive Business Podcast. This is John Sane, one half of the Expansive Podcast. And every week we meet to talk about the latest ideas, trends, and concepts to make our lives more expansive as well as our businesses. I am an author, a future strategist, and a podcaster. Funny enough, I haven't said that before on the podcast. I'm also a podcaster. In fact, in the last few days, we've been changing all our social handles and signatures to actually talk about the podcast. And so, yes, I'm a podcaster on The Expansive, and I'm always joined by my ever-handsome co-host who's sitting in Cape Town, Eric, who is a team specialist, a best-selling author, and a keynote speaker. Eric, how are you doing today? And a podcaster. Oh, yeah, um, shit, I forgot. Yeah, and a podcaster. <laughs> damn it. Damn it. It's still so after, new. After 130 episodes, we feel okay now. Just like calling ourselves podcasters. We, we've earned us <laughs> our, our stripes. Yeah, our stripes. <laughs> you're right. You're I right. Find it, um, I find it interesting, but also um, very joyous that, you know, after 130 episodes in, um, our conversations continue to be about how do we improve the podcast and how do we... Uh, get more people involved in the podcast and how do we take it more seriously for ourselves it's uh, it's been a hell of a journey to be honest it really has i mean and obviously we're watching uh the world's biggest podcasters continuously learning from them understanding what they're doing and always trying to you know tweak it make it better for ourselves for our audience um, and it's always a joy working with you Eric it's just uh, always great to have somebody to bounce these ideas with and I think both of us have these careers that are quite solo you know we work by ourselves we research by ourselves we arrive at events we do the talks the strategy sessions but we usually by ourselves so to have somebody to think about these things and to grow something together is really it's a fun thing to do and mm. uh, at 130 mm. episodes in it feels like we're clueless <laughs> <laughs> We still don't know what the hell's going on, <laughs> but we have a decent audience. Hello to everybody that usually listens to us every it's week. It's like we had to restart this episode twice uh, today because <laughs> <laughs> of uh, technical uh, user issues happening beforehand. <laughs> when we say technical user issues, it means Eric. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say anything on air. I'm not going to say anything on air. So let's get stuck into today's topic because it's really an exciting one. It's, uh, it's all about focus. It's all about behind the scenes. It's all about this concept of what do we do when nobody's watching? What do we do when we're alone? And how are we thinking about things and how are we approaching life when nobody else is around? And it's an incredible topic and really fueled by Rich Roll's clip that you sent me. Um, do you want to just summarize that clip and then we can get into it? Yeah, so, um, so Rich Roll obviously has a great podcast. He interviews um, lots of very influential and very interesting guests. 
And I just, I saw this clip on someone's timeline and I, I actually usually don't go into it. You know, like when you're watching Instagram stories and people share like a, a reel, you might watch the first five, six, but you never actually go into the reel itself. And this time I just thought like it, it just kind of caught my attention. And it was interesting. So he was speaking about this idea that um, obviously when we set goals, you know, you, you have a certain um, affinity towards that goal. You have a certain commitment that you make towards that goal because this is something that you want. This is something that's important to you. But the takeaway that I had from his message was that actually those goals need to be very loosely held because you never know what life has in store for you. You never know where you could end up or what you could become. But if you are so tightly tied to the path that you are on, then you might miss the big detours or the, the new opportunities that come your way that might accelerate your career or that might put you in a completely different space than before if you were just so like all the time just focused on, on this specific goal, right? And so the, the takeaway for me from that session was you never know what happens and you have to leave space in your life for serendipity, for chance, for luck, whatever you want to call it. Um, for life to unfold, you know, and the reason why that, why you need to do that is because it could be so much better than you could ever imagine. Because when you sit here today and you try and imagine a future for yourself, it's based on your current experiences. It's based on your, you know, your learnings from the past. And if those learnings instilled a certain mental model for you or made you believe that you were only capable of a certain amount of achievement or um, success, then of course that's going to spill over into the future that you design for yourself in that moment. And so know that your future could be so much bigger, so much brighter, so much more expansive, but for that to happen, you need to leave space for it. That was my takeaway. Oh, that's such a wonderful summary. I, I, I love that. Uh, to leave space for serendipity. And I think that's, that's just a beautiful line. I got something else as well. And I got this concept where... He said, as long as you're doing the behind the scenes work around developing the consciousness of openness, developing the broad perspective so that you're going into your goals, but with a abundant mindset, with an expectant energy, with, with optimism. And that all comes from what you're doing alone. Like, you know, I know you and I meditate a lot and we prime ourselves. We take... I take three hours a day to prime myself so that before I start my day, I have put myself into the consciousness of abundance, of openness, of broad perspective. And this really changes your day because you wake up sometimes and you have this sort of anxious energy or you're worried about something or something's like just toying with your head. And the minute you come out of that meditation, you're a totally different person. Now, if you continuously are tapping into this energy, you're quite literally a different person. And Dr. Joe Dispenza always says at the end of his meditations is welcome to a new you, welcome to a new time, welcome to a new body. And so it's about priming yourself behind the scenes to be able to hold on to your goals in a loose manner. And I think that's the real key here is that it's one thing to have goals. It's another thing to be flexible and adaptable and believe that many of the things that are happening for you are positive, mm. not running against you. 
And this comes down to focus, right? And I want to tap into that focus section. But what else do you want to add about that podcast yeah. and then I can tap into it? Well, the only thing that I want to add to it is it's important that we evaluate where we are doing the inner work. Because it, I think it's so easy for us to feel like we are doing it, but we well, we're not doing it. Um, and I think you had a quote some time ago. I, I can't remember what exactly you said, if it was like a, a Facebook status update or whatever, but you said something along the lines of inwards. What, what was it? like? In, the only way go, out. The only way out is in. Is, yeah. The only way out is in. Um, yeah. And you know, my, my morning routine has completely changed over the past couple of months. It's where my pleasure. Now, say again. <laughs> it's my pleasure, <laughs> I said. <laughs> <laughs> yes, my pleasure. Don't worry. You're, Thank you. You're like, you're, you're like, you're, you know, Jim Cramer. Have you ever Jim Cramer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Tell us about Jim. Tell us about Jim John so, so Cramer. Jim, Jim. <laughs> Jim John Cramer. <laughs> uh, Jim Cramer is this financial analyst and um, yeah, he I know. makes all these predictions about <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and he's useless about stocks. He's useless. And, <laughs> yeah, they've created an index fund where yeah. like. Anytime he makes a prediction about a stock going they up, you can invest yeah. in the opposite. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. What's that um, got to do with me and you, man? What the hell? What's that Jim Cramer's anti-fund does that do with this? What has it got to do with this? Absolutely nothing. No, no. Okay. Um, so my, my entire morning routine at the moment is actually just all about going in. And I think there was a time, and I think a lot of the morning routines that we typically see are very focused on the outward things to do. It's all about the task, the planning, the go, go, go. Whereas the morning is such a beautiful time to really slow down and to really go in and to really prime yourself. Um, and so just three activities that I use in the morning to go in is um, obviously meditation. And, you know, we talk about Joe Dispenza a lot in the podcast, obviously, because he's a big influence for both of us. But um, many of his meditations are actually available on YouTube. And this morning I discovered one that actually blew me away. So people can actually go and look for it on YouTube. You don't have to go and pay for access to all of this stuff, even though, you know, that's a good thing to go and do, like support the work that people do. Um, so that's the one part. The second part is that I spend every morning doing morning pages. And it's such, such a, it's such an awesome practice. It's essentially just journaling freehand for three or four A4 pages, uh, A5 pages. And I typically do that before my meditation. So it feels to me like I'm already getting... Uh, my mind moving for the morning and then I go into meditation afterward. And actually the thing I do before that is I sit on Miro with a bit of a vision board. And you, can I tell you like a, I don't know, it's like, I'll, I'll tell it to you anyway. So like, you know, typically when you do a vision board, you you think about like all the things that you want to see, the car, the house, whatever. And I actually have that, right? Like the business class flights, the traveling around the world, the speaking on certain stages, all that's also there. But then, I have two aspects of it. So the one part is the vision, the life. The other is just a picture of me with words on top of that picture of like, that's who I want to be. But there's something quite powerful about looking at your own picture and saying, oh, that guy there, like he's a chief executive officer. That guy there, oh, he's an international speaker. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know exactly what you mean. I used to have a cover of a time magazine with me on it with the world's most influential person <laughs> in my <laughs> office <laughs> when i was in cape town i had that up mm, but so i know exactly what you mean yeah like i, I think there's something it, it happened kind of um not, not not in a planned way that i put this picture up of myself but having done that and then attaching certain things to me and and looking at it 
I don't know, man. There's something. There's something that. Well, you're quite, imprinting. You're imprinting yeah. into your into your subconscious and your yeah. psyche. Look, the one suggestion I have, and I, and I get this from Dr. Joe, is like you should wake up and go straight into meditation because your melatonin levels are very, very high. And what happens is you don't want to actually access alpha and beta. You want to stay half asleep, half awake, so you can tap into that theta brainwave as quickly as possible, so that you can start creating at that level. So if you are writing before, try writing after because actually you don't want to engage the conscious mind because that conscious mind is you are somebody somewhere in some time with filters, stories, distortions, and generalizations happening with your personality. And you almost want to not have those when you're going into a meditation. You want to recreate from nobody, nowhere, no time. And so that's a different process. So I try, in fact, when I'm at his retreats, if we, when we start doing those four o'clock in the morning meditations, I wear sunglasses from my, from my hotel room to the hall because I just don't want any light coming into my eyes. I want to stay as sleepy as possible so that I can tap into that sort of half awake, half state. So even now, when I, this morning, I woke up at like 3.35. I don't know why, but I woke up, I went straight into meditation. It was just like a, a natural move. I just didn't even think about things. Just get up, meditate, you know? So that's maybe a suggestion. But let's talk about focus because I think everything you've explained is fantastic and it's really about focusing us on the right things. And uh, I've recently started working with an NLP coach and she is superb. And I'm treating my business manager, Anita, and I to six weeks of one-on-two 90-minute sessions. And I've just learned so much just from the first 90-minute session. And what she was explaining to us is we are given a 11 million bits of information every second. And our subconscious mind is processing, this, the supercomputer that's sitting inside our heads is processing 11 million bits coming at us. But our conscious mind can only process between 80 and 150 bits a second. That's not even a percentage. That's like a, sure. a 0. 0.000000% yeah. And so our very minute focus on this massive world of reality that's around us is governed by our sort of attitudes, our beliefs, our experiences, our memories, our trauma, and what we do when we get given these 50 to 100, well, 80 to 150 bits is we delete, distort, or generalize it. So we delete the things that we don't want to doesn't agree with us. We distort the things that f- so that it fits in with our understanding. And then we generalize certain things. So in other words, all Russian people are like this. That's not true. Nobody, no one set of people are the same. And also we distort it. Like I remember when I was married, I went for marriage counseling and the lady asked me, um, my, my, my ex-wife said something and she said, okay, well, John, repeat what Jamie just said. And I said, well, this is what she said. And the, and, the, and the coach said, no, no, that's not what she said. I was like, no, no, that's what she said. She's like, no, no, she said this. And she said, Jamie, please repeat yourself. And she repeated herself. And just from one sentence, from two meters away, listening to it right there, I distorted it without even realizing I was distorting it. And so we realized that not priming yourself in the morning not putting yourself into that state to be able to focus on the right 150 bits. And in fact, if you're in an alpha brainwave, maybe you can even stretch that to 180 bits because now you have a broad perspective and taking on more data points, giving you Mm. a much richer experience, much more relaxed experience of reality. Mm. And so really it comes down to this priming process. And just like Rich Roll was saying is, 
When you're able to have goals and be loosely attached to them, it's based on your filtering system. And if you've got the wrong filtering system or a panicking, anxious, frustrated filtering system, you're missing all the amazing things that are happening out there because you're looking for grief, for sorrow, for frustration, and for all sorts of other sort of emotions. Mm. Sure. Uh, you know, I've actually, I've, I've heard that stat somewhere before. I can't remember where, but I think what it was tied to was the idea that um, because we live in such a complex world, what we actually need in order to thrive in a complex world is simple rules. Um, because then you take all of this, like uh, this ton of data, this, all these bits coming at you, and you condense them into very easy to follow um, rules that help you live and govern your life in a certain way. But then this morning is... So I'm reading lots of like of these daily um, reflection style books at the moment um, in anticipation of my book and like just getting some inspiration of how it's done, you know. So I'm reading this one from Robert Greene. Do you know him? Of course. Yeah. He's I mean, brilliant. Wow. Brilliant. I listened to a couple of interviews with him. Jeez, he's next level. I mean, he had a stroke, right? I mean, he nearly died. Dude. I mean, he's unreal. The guy is prolific. And he's prolific. His wow. books are all these tomes, right? Like, yeah. I mean, but anyway, so, um, so he compiled a... Actually, on the, on the recommendation of Ryan Holiday, because he's yeah. his mentor, um, yeah. he compiled The Daily Laws, which is right. uh, you know, a uh, uh, accumulation of like, all of the different chapters or lessons from his books. And the one that I read this morning was actually just about the fact that we, we need to resist um, simple explanations. So like where it ends is it says, it would be of infinite benefit for us to allow more nuances and ambiguity into our judgment of people and events. And where I tie this into what you just said is that when you are actually, like just from a communications point of view and from uh, understanding what people are doing point of view, the temptation is going to be to focus on those 80 bits of information that you receive. Yeah. You want to simplify it to understand it. Yes. But actually, what you need to understand is that there's a lot more at play. There's ambiguity. There's nuance. Yes, yes. So I actually love it. Okay, there's a perfect tie to what I read this morning. Yeah, fantastic. You know, and, and, and I think that like, people don't even realize they're doing that. And then they fight for those belief systems. And they want to prove you wrong. And I'm often telling people, it's like, I don't want to prove you wrong. Like, you think what you're thinking. Leave me alone. I'm going to think what I'm thinking. You think what you're thinking and carry on because it's your truth. I don't need to convince you. And so people online and around the world that have to get the other person to be wrong. And why? I mean, we even have a friend online that's, that's, a, that's also a speaker. And he's always debating with everybody. He's always having to prove everybody wrong. And I'm like, but what are you wasting so much energy for? Who cares? Like, why do you have to be the smartest person in the room? Like, what is wrong with you that you have to keep proving yourself? Do what you need to do. Leave everybody else to do what they need to do. And the people that are inspired by you will come to you. You don't have to always be fighting. And so it's just a ridiculous notion when you don't understand this filtering system. Because the truth is, everybody's truth is their truth. And that's a, it's a great thing and a sad thing. Because some people have got horrible truths. And they just think that is the truth. But it really isn't. Mm. But you, you know, wanted to um, Yeah. No, I just want to say that I think um, what we keep running up against is that we have limited bandwidth as human beings. And in the, in the times that we find ourselves in, um, what is unlimited is the amount of distraction in front of us and the <laughs> amount of information in front of Justice, us yeah. um, and the amount of entertainment in front of us. Oh. And so when you become really acutely aware of the fact that there's these, like this extreme limitation around 
your ability to ingest certain information and to focus on certain things, then I think it just makes it so much more important for us to be intentional about where we direct that focus and that attention. And it's so easy, you know, I, I was sitting going through like my screen time stats from Android last week, you know, spending time on different social media. And like, I always justify it a little bit because I'm like, well, I'm, know, I'm a creator, I'm a content yeah, yeah, creator. Yeah, yeah. So like, yeah, yeah. I need to see what the trends are yeah, and yeah, oh, yeah. like, oh, 30 minutes of that was me uploading videos, you know? So yeah. like, I always want to justify it a little bit. But then you look at like, oh, you spent like, like, let's say eight hours for the week. That's a full day, working day essentially that you just spent on social media and that most likely you got zero return from. Like maybe you were entertained for a little bit or whatever, but like realistically speaking, like you probably got very little from that amount of time that you spent on social media. And it's fine to be distracted for a bit, but think about like when that distraction goes into like an hour long episode essentially. So like, like you watch house or whatever, like whatever, like me and my, and Dan, we in front of the TV, working on the computer a little bit, like watching some shows. Okay. Like at least something's getting done, but when you're on, on your phone and like so deeply engaged with it, there's nothing else happening. And you get so like, how often do we see TikToks? People saying like, Oh, I'm just gonna scroll like for four minutes. And then all of a sudden, like an hour has gone by mm. and that happens. And then mm. you're like, well, sure. You know, the, the attention, the focus that you have, is being, it's been dictated to you how you're gonna use it instead of you being intentionally um, focusing and shining that spotlight on the things that matter. So what, what, what would you suggest is, I mean, I have an answer, but what is your suggestion in um, becoming aware of this and changing the behavior? What would you say that is? Well, I, I, think, I think the awareness obviously is just number one, that this is happening to you both sides of the coin it is happening to you plus attention is very limited and we have tools that can very objectively prove to you that you've spent x amount of time on certain social media platforms but then i think on top of that um well, well let me speak for myself so the way i've gone about it is i've completely limited usage of certain like um, social media platforms right so like i don't use facebook really like i'm i'm on it maybe once every second day or so. Um, TikTok, I'm trying to reserve only when I'm done with work. So like when, when it comes to the afternoon, I'm allowed to do a bit of scrolling. But I, I can't say that I have like a hard and fast rule that says, you know, X amount of time per day. I'm just trying to be a lot more mindful of, of where that time goes. Um, and actually the, the biggest time suck for me is LinkedIn. So I have a blocker on my, on my, my browser on Edge. And during the day when I'm working, I enable that blocker so I can't go onto LinkedIn. And you'll be surprised how often, I, like I just, I'm working and I just go to, 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 like button, like smashing and like, and I get blocked and I'm like, what? I'm like, oh, you try to go to LinkedIn again. And like, it's so programmed into me just to go, oh, control, uh, control can't you, T. Can't you L. buy one of those collars that electrifies you? I think that'd be great. <laughs> and can you film it for us? We'd like to see that. No, yeah, but I, what, I, I, what I think is, is, we often find our energy escaping us and trying to distract us and trying to avoid things when we're not primed. Again, I'm going to come back to priming because when you put yourself into a state of priming, prime, focused intention, clarity of behaviors that you are rehearsing and getting ready for the day, 
you find less time or need to be escaping. And so I'm also finding myself walking. Like I, I catch the metro in Dubai, I walk a lot, and I've made a rule that I just want to look around and take as much data in. And I've got a second rule, smile. So smile and walk. And only do a minimum as possible on your phone. And also when you're doing that, you then become very aware of actually being aware of the world. So become aware of becoming aware of the world. And so, and also by priming yourself twice a day, sometimes three times a day, the need to escape the world starts to fade. And so I'm getting a lot better at it. I can feel that I'm getting a lot better. I make a video, I post it, and I'm like, okay, let's keep going. Because I think all of us become very frustrated with people that are always on their phones. And then here we yeah, are, we're sure. doing it. So mm. that, that's a big thing. But before we start closing off, you had some ideas around coaching, and, and I wanted to hear those. So do you want to share some ideas around this concept of focus and how we can actually bring that more into focus? Um, yeah, so let me just say, one more thing on the TikTok thing. I saw a video this morning there um, that showed. I, I thought you weren't watching TikTok. I thought you weren't no, well, watching TikTok well, while you were well, 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 What the hell, man? Well, maybe what I saw it last hell? night. Maybe I saw it last oh, night. Oh, yeah, last night, last uh, night. Well, that was last night. It was Instagram. Night. Yes. I, I don't know. So, um, <laughs> <caught us. laughs> uh, I'm very I don't know where I saw it. I don't, I don't know where I saw it. I saw it somewhere. Who knows? Who knows? It was YouTube Shorts. It was YouTube Shorts. But it was about TikTok for sure. And they showed that how the uh, I don't know if it's a conspiracy theory or whatever but they were showing how um, China like when you go into TikTok yes, in China mm. then like what they're showing people the whole time through the algorithm is educational success mm. and educational and very like um, motivation driven type stuff you know and like the lifestyle that you could acquire and all that and then when you look at TikTok in the US it's very like entertainment and it's just part of this like conspiracy theory I guess that like the China's using TikTok to dumb down certain people and look and i don't even think they need to do that i think the algorithm just reflects back what you're interested in bro uh, just think about america they're just interested in rubbish yeah and so right. like look at the obesity numbers all that stuff is pointing towards that mm. anyway i don't think china has to try very hard my my instagram reels algorithm at the moment goes dogs dogs Pedal. Dogs, pedal, dogs, pedal, dogs. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you I, can count I, on it. Dogs, 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 fashion, men's fashion, dogs, dogs, girls, dogs, dogs, fashion. It's like I know dogs by name now. Like, oh, there's that, that dog from Canada. This dog lives in Minnesota. My favorite is Neil. Have you followed him? The guy in Thailand. Uh, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's fantastic. He me, yeah, names yeah. all the dogs. I mean, I, I now know Derek is this new dog that's never had an owner and that he's saving now. Now Derek's starting getting personalities. Whales tagging. Whales tagging. He's <laughs> tails wagging. And uh, like, that's all I want to do is watch that when, I'm go, when I go online. That's by far the most interesting thing. <laughs> um, mm. Listen, yeah. So, so to close out, um, I just I had a bit of a, a thing that I just want to raise because I, I you know on this podcast as well we encourage coaching a lot because we we've both been through it you just spoke about a coaching experience that you're going through at the moment um, so we believe in it and I, I told you a bit earlier about some stats that I've seen recently that has said you know the median ROI on a coaching investment is seven hundred and eighty eight percent and I believe it. I've seen it. I, I always say to people, like, the, the great thing about a coach is that you get to tap into someone's knowledge and experience. You get to shortcut your learning by potentially years and by a lot of effort. So it's a no-brainer for me that whenever I move into something new or I want to learn more about something or I want to accelerate my own process, I get a coach for that. 
it's always stood me well. Um, but I've just, I've recently seen this trend in coaching that has just really frustrated me where coaches have become these, like they are, they are the biggest <laughs> gift to the world and that everything yes, is about yes. the coach and it's about you can apply to work with me and you can come and do my signature program. And, uh, you know, I, I saw this post that said essentially something along the lines of like, when I was down, a coach helped me through it. When I was feeling a bit depressed, a coach helped me through it. When I wanted to accelerate my career, a coach helped me through it. When I wanted to lose weight, a coach helped me through it. I was like, dude, like, is there nothing that you do on your own or like that, you know, you have people around you to help you with? It's like coaches aren't the, a, the be all and end all. And I think when you see coaches like that, you need to realize that they are so focused on themselves that I don't think they're going to have the capacity to focus on you as the person. And I just, I want the coaching industry to come out of this rut that, that it's in at the moment where it's all about the coach and how magnificent and incredible they are and I want them to get back to the focus of it's about the people it's about helping others to to be better at the things that they care about and actually it's not their privilege to work with you it's your privilege to be able to work with them as a coach so it's I think it's important for us to, to get back to that sort of sense of normality and yeah, look, I, I love it. And I think you should just delete him off Facebook so he doesn't bother you anymore, okay? Because I know who you're talking about. <laughs> look, I also see it. But I also think, you know, I, the, the, you know, when I used to be in restaurants, the worst managers in my restaurants were the waiters that just got promoted. Mm. And they were on a power trip. And it yeah. was the initial, the initial idea that as a coach, you somehow need to have all the answers. And it's a big pressure that they put on themselves. And as you start evolving and maturing, you start to realize the wisdom sits in the room, not you. Your wisdom is to hold space. And I think, I think it's an immature way of wanting to do it. And I honestly think that maybe you and I have also been there. And no, I've been guilty of it. I've been yes. guilty of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and, and I think, you know, you... Yeah. No, go for it. You, you said to me the other day on WhatsApp and, you, and you, you solidly stopped me in my tracks. I sent you a picture of somebody and I said, why does this person irritate me so much? And he said, because you see yourself in them. And it was such a, you know, I just wanted to have a little bit of a gossip with you and you just stopped me and it was great. I just wanted to have a bit of a laugh, but you pointed the mirror straight back into my face and I was like, my God, he's so right. I'm like, okay, let me try and, you know, I went onto the guy's page. I started looking at him. I sent him compassion and I've released that energy. So I also think that maybe some of that is still within you to a certain extent. And maybe also the fact is, is that, you know, I always say this about Wimpy, right? I don't eat at Wimpy. It's a, it's a, cheap pretty cheap restaurant brand in south africa and but i can't think badly of wimpy because it's not for me and the coaching clients that that guy attracts need that sort of superhero to be able to help them and guide them but as you mature you start to see the lack of depth in that sort of character and i think that this guy we're talking about he will grow because I think his intention is pure, but I think his ego is getting in the way. And I think that's just part and parcel of being in this work. Mm. Uh, you, you, you put so much pressure on yourself to have all the answers and you just don't. I mean, you realize mm. you just really don't, you know? But, you know, ultimately it's, it's actually, he, he to me is just a symptom of the industry. Because, right. yeah, like the, the type of coaching, so like when we talk about like consciousness coaching, um, or life coaching, actually just in general, you know, I think there's this 
it, it's become the sentiment in the industry. It's not just about him. Um, because it's almost like when I read his posts, I can see it in like all the other posts reflected that I've, because I've been following the coaching industry for a long time, right? So like, uh, it's like a, the, the thousandth post I see that's exactly in the same vein about the same thing about I raise my prices because I raise my value and you should do the same. And like, it's all the same stuff. Um, but it's, it's more the industry than it is just him. It's right. I see it. Right. I see it everywhere. So what's your suggestion to and, people out there that are looking for coaching? Well, I think you always, you need to look for, um, I think you need to look for coaches that are like, that demonstrate skill and expertise and that isn't just puffing up what they could accomplish for you or what they do or how amazing. It's like, it's like a dentist going around saying how amazing dentists are all the time. Like no one cares. Like I just care. Can you fill my tooth and like do a good job? Yeah. Right. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, it's yeah. like, it's weird. Like, it's fair, like fair, I, I don't fair, see, I don't fair. see any other occupation go on mm. like this. And in terms of like the savior mm. complex, you know, like, like mm. we are here mm. to save the world as coaches. How phenomenal are we? You are so fortunate to get to work mm. with me. Yeah, John, fill in this like application. I'll let you know if there's a spot available, mm. even though you probably have like your entire diary free, but I'll let you know if there's a spot available to work with me. <laughs> oh, dude. But I, you, you I, know, I, 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 I appreciate you sharing it and I appreciate your frustration on it. And I've got to be honest, you know, I don't see that because maybe I'm not looking for it or my filter system isn't looking for this sort of person. Um, but I look forward to you like coming back maybe next week or the following week and telling us how differently you look at him, maybe. And that would be a nice sort of growth phase for you, right? Could be. You know, I, I, they, they look, you did this to me in private. It's time for yeah, me yeah. to do it to you in public. Public, thank you for that. <laughs> yeah, sure. I, think, I think there's a, there's a bit of growth. I, I, I recognize yeah. exactly what you're saying. There's that. Yeah. But then there's also, there's also get your act together. There's also like, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, sure, I, sure. I think there's been many times where like um, I might be thinking in a certain way and I come away from a conversation with you, for example, and I'm like, OK, cool. Now, now I'm thinking about it in a, in a new way, in a better way, in an improved way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah and and yeah, I think there's yeah. also that yeah. like we can do the work in ourselves, but they also just like just do things better. Like there's also just the expectation to just be and do better. I agree. I'll, I'll leave it there. But when you're I'll unconscious, you're unconscious, right? I think you're just unconscious yeah, yeah. in many ways. Yeah. Well, yes, thank you very much for joining us. Yeah. Wait, 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 wait. Before yes, we yes, go, uh, yes, I want yes. to just close out okay. with this um, with a, a yeah. massive congratulations to uh, my, my co-host here for very soon sharing a stage with Jay Shetty. Dude? Yes, thank you very much. Yes, yeah. he was just at the White House for Diwali. I was just following him on Instagram sure. and he's at the White House with yeah. Biden. Um, yeah, really excited to meet him. I think he's done phenomenally well. I mean, having a 12 million people following him on, on Instagram is no small joke and more small feat. And he brings a lot of light to the world. You know, he has his own way of doing things and I appreciate the way he does it. And uh, it's a fantastic privilege to be sharing a stage with him in two weeks time. And uh, thank you for bringing it up. I, I, uh, I will share um, hopefully a video with him and some pictures with him and, and do a little bit of social. And really the intention is to be invited to be on his podcast. So, you know, maybe that will happen. And, uh, but you know what? My goals are loosely held. I'm adaptable to whatever may there come. Go. <laughs> Great. 
Well, thank you so much for joining us on this expansive podcast this week. Our focus has been the ability to focus and what gets us to focus. Thank you so much uh, for sharing this podcast if you think somebody else needs to hear it. And thank you so much if you've already left a rating. And if you haven't, please do so on iPods, iPods, um, <laughs> iTunes. I'm wearing iPods. Uh, <laughs> iTunes and on Spotify, we'd really appreciate that. We're on our way to get 200 five stars and it'll be great if you could add yourself to that. And we're also looking to partner with brands around the world. And we're looking to do sponsorships and deals with brands around the world as we evolve this podcast. So if you have any ideas or if you have any experience or if you think your business could be a partner with The Expansive, please do let us know. We'd love to hear from you. And we are available across all the social media channels. And until next time, be expansive. <laughs>